Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 108. In this episode, we'll have our Origins recap recorded live from the event. We'll also go check out our team time capsule with Alex's Guy Gardner team and wrap it all up with some cards that we wish we could see in modern that were from Golden. So let's kick it off with our Origins recap. All right, guys, we are here at Origins 2018 for a special U.S. Nationals recap. I have the Global Guru. Thank you for traveling and dealing with my nonsense for these past couple of days. Oh, my pleasure. It's been, it's been such a blast, man. And then we also have a spe- special guest, the one and only My Little Pony Queen, <laughs> ruler of all. And, you know, we're, we're fans of your stuff, so I'm excited that you're on the show in person, too. The one and only Dice Dice Kitty. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Now, I know you guys say you're fans of, of some of my stuff, but, man, I'm, I think I'm bigger fans of you guys. <laughs> so, so we're not going to talk about our origins because it, we're, it's just going to be us gushing at each other for all time. No, no, no. So <laughs> what we wanted to do is talk to you guys about the 2018 um, U.S. Nationals because it just finished maybe 15 minutes ago, right? Um, so, Zach, do you, do you know some of the numbers of in terms of people who showed up and everything? Uh, there were 58 people, and half of them got world qualifiers. Um, so I think I think they ran uh, 29, I believe, 29. is where, is where yeah. it was. And so, yeah, I made the list. That was pretty cool. I, I don't know if I'll be able to make it, but quite an, quite an honor, right, to, the, to, oh, to yeah. be able to qualify. So maybe we'll try to swing something and get out there. But, yeah, you know, 30 people out there, and then you can also qualify when you get there to be able to go to Worlds as well if, if that's what you're interested in. Yeah, I, I did not make the list. <laughs> Um, which shows to tell you, kids, if you're going to go to a high-level competitive event, you should practice, 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 and not wait until last minute like I did. It's okay. I didn't make the list either. <laughs> so, But, yeah, this was a solid turnout because I think when we were originally thinking, talking to the people, they're like, yeah, maybe 30 or so people came, and we got double that amount. Um, this year was interesting, though, too. Cause did you, so, Kat, did you see some of the qualifiers? Because... I, we were busy kind of covering stuff for the main site, so we didn't get to see a lot of the qualifiers, but they were a lot smaller than last year. Yeah, I did notice that um, there were not a ton of pods that ran. No, there were less pods than what I thought there were going to be, uh, and I saw quite a bit of Yonti out there in the pods. Um, yeah, and so so that that's kind of thing. So I know you guys are at home or listening. What was the main team? Um, so Kat kind of mentioned it, Zach. You, you faced a lot of it, so you want to tell people what you saw? Yeah, so, I mean, j- just also to, I just wanted to add with the qualifying, I know there were a lot of people out there on social media looking for updates and, you know, really wanted a lot of stuff, and we weren't able to post a lot because, there, I mean, there were a lot of things firing off and a lot of people trying to get in, but um, there weren't a ton of people playing, and they were playing all sorts of different stuff, so it was really hard to gauge what was truly winning a lot of things. Um, so sorry about those updates, but but really what we did find out is that Yanti Super Rare is still the queen. She did super well here. There, there were a couple kind of things that I saw. I, the awesome thing is that there is a variety, right? Number one, you got to say is, is a variety, which is always good for a meta. But the top ones, like I said, Super Rare Yanti was up there. I was playing the common Yanti, so there were a lot of other teams playing, um, you know, different rarities of her. But lots of Hulk, uh, Jubilee, so the women were very popular today. Um, And there were also some control teams, you know, uh, playing with uh, Blob and Shriek obviously was everywhere. But some, some cool stuff out there. Yeah, and so one of the control pieces that I thought was interesting that I didn't see a lot until now was the use of the one of the other Tomb of Annihilation Super Rares, the Staff of the Forgotten One. Like, I saw a lot of people kind of use that combined with Yonti and some other tune character to KO one of their characters and then just attack with a sidekick. You block with a sidekick that, yeah, they end up prepping. Um, so, like, I, I, saw, I saw people using that, too, as removal, which I was not on my radar whatsoever. So what, what, what do you kind of think about that in terms of removal? Because I saw that in Billy Club and then, you know, the standard ones. But those were kind of the quote-unquote newish ones that we hadn't seen prior to this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was, uh, 
Michael Lee playing the staff. I know uh, Russ back home was pretty proud of that. He's he's been trying to brew a few things with that. Um, dupe on it too. Dupe on it. Yep. He's got to get a dupe with it. Um, I for for removal for me, I was using battering. There was a few batterings out there to remove the villains. I actually didn't play a mirror match, which is kind of what it was for, but I did play one super interesting team in the top 16 where I lost, but it was very unique, which maybe is why it did so well. It was an uncommon dum-dum team with Madam Web. So, you know, you get this big, uh, beefy guy out there, a bunch of sidekicks, and some control elements to go with it so they don't get breath weaponed or they don't get, you know, pinged out and things like that. And then you're able to just swing through for a ton of damage and, and just win the game all in one swoop. I think both times it was just all like 20 damage in, in one hit. Didn't attack a single other time, just let everything else through, and uh, it worked for him. It, he, he did fall short to uh, Alfonso's... Um, Amazing. A tune team, which which has been fine tuned, and and honestly, and until we get new product, I think that's the team to beat for worlds, and it's probably going to be fine tuned between the top two teams that we saw from Junior and Alfonso. People will take those, make their own variations, and maybe even make it even better. I don't know. I'm I'm really interested to see where that goes. Yeah, I was surprised at the staff. I was not expecting to see the staff of the forgotten one out there but billy club uh mr ddk likes billy club so you know what, I, I, what rarity does he like because i i think i saw I, mostly rares because they wanted the energy fixture too but like when when we looked at billy club there was all of them are good yeah yeah i was playing i i like the double use of the rare because you you get the uh you get the global which is awesome and then there's also the removal it never triggered for me so I kind of, it, it's hard because it's that double thing. You gotta you gotta roll it and then be able to use it with Scarlet Witch out there, and then they get to roll theirs. So it's not it's not quite as efficient, but uh, yeah, it, 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 I've I've seen a few people playing it. All right, so like overall, what were you guys' impressions? Because you weren't here last year, right? No, I wasn't here last year. I was here the year before. Okay, so what were, what are your impressions between the two different? Um, U.S. slash because when you were here it was Worlds too, right. compared compared to how it w- turned out in both of them. I uh, I don't know. It felt like there weren't as many people here, and there just wasn't as many people milling around like there was two years ago. You know, we had people sitting like piling up in the tables, just randomly playing, and then this year, there most of our dice master tables were lower in you know capacity. Yeah. But, because I think the what was the highest number they went up to it was like twenty nine uh, or thirty something 30, like that yeah yeah thirty something so that that was an interesting um, I I did notice that between th- last year and this year um, I have to get props to the WizKids group big props to Paul um, PKK um, you know he, he ran a pretty efficient chip you know he, he's like okay we're gonna do this this is this and then we're gonna stay on schedule and stay on time because that's why it's only it's eight now but yeah. I mean. You know, does it didn't feel like the day drug on? No, definitely not. I mean, it was before I knew it because I went to the um, the Origins Awards, and next thing I know, I was getting the message from you, <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Eric Lang's on stage." Oh well, sorry, Eric. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to see amazing Eric Lang interviews, first go to ktdata.net, yep. and then head on over to Dice Dice Kitty's blog, and you'll get another one from there. So, because you can't get enough Eric Lang. So, no. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah, so Zach, this was your first time here. What were your impressions of it? So I I have to agree. WizKids really did a, a pretty good job of running everything. They were on top of stuff. Um, the rounds went pretty quick. We were very organized and got, our, got to our tables really well. Paul did a great job explaining the rules, going over some certain things that he knew people would have some questions with, and did a pretty good job with with that, and was was very responsive with with the rules. The, the I think, kind of maybe one one gripe that I have, not necessarily with Wiz Kids, but with with the events here. For me, it was like the, the the main event, that the Nationals event. That that's what I was here for. The rest of it, I couldn't really participate with. It was either too expensive. I'm not going to go do the qualifiers for promos at 12 bucks a piece. Um, it, it it just wasn't worth that. If I lose, I get nothing, and you know what wasn't really worth it there. And I didn't want to kick someone out that was trying to get qualified in. So other than that, there were a few drafts. Um, 
but again, it's like, yeah, I just, I just wish I could get a little bit more if, if, if I lost, you know, it'd probably drive a little bit more people or make it a little cheaper, get some incentive to get some new people and new crowds so you can start talking. I think, I can't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure the, uh, the other stuff in previous years has been cheaper, you know. Yeah, they, I think they had a lot more options too. Because um, the, the like yeah that, the constructed yeah. one I think it was under ten dollars yeah um, the draft one was twelve dollars but you're buying packs well, at that yeah, point yeah um, and then you know your main events so one of the things I remember that, that I was kind of excited for if I didn't do so well I was going to drop and go do the golden and D and D events and those would have been awesome other days like to be able to just have some some random tournaments either yeah. make them qualifiers or not I don't know but. The D&D one had two people, and so it was really sad that we couldn't see some cool teams with these all D&D. I mean, the two guys, totally, one was a kid. They got hooked up with with promos. Um, the, the Golden went a little better. I, I don't know if you guys know how many were in it, but, I don't. but there were a lot of people, and I heard they had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I think there were about 10 or somewhere around 10 because they had a bunch of pods going off. And then was it Nick? Big shout-out to Nick for playing like a half-black lantern team i think that was his team oh. yeah, that, that was. you weren't supposed to name him though oops so another cool thing junior the guy that the, the guy that won it did we even say that did we uh, say who won it Is, oh no, no i did yeah yeah so congrats not. to juniors for winning u.s nationals not only did he win that he won the golden tournament which he was pl- or, or he didn't did he win? he was playing yeah both at this he's playing the golden event in between his rounds for the main event. So he would go over there, and I'm pretty sure he won his first two games and either had to drop or be, but I think he was playing both <laughs> and, like, doing really well until he couldn't. Yeah, he was jumping in between the two. So, the, I mean, that's nuts, but um, that's, yeah, pure pure dedication, and maybe he is the dice master. Um, so, that, so that was a, bit, a little bit of U- U.S. Nats. Um, we also had the WizKids. The what? You say who? So Alfonso, shout out to him. He he got second place as well. He he played really well. I played him once, and he crushed me. Like seriously, perfect rolls. I was talking to his group here, and they're like, "Yeah, we know. They're they're just called Alfonso rolls to us." He's the you in our group. Yeah, that, that's why the first thing I asked, how does it feel like to lose to yourself? Well, that's sad. Like, why couldn't I trigger my good rolls? Because they weren't so hot against him. It's some some magic juju that he knows. I, I don't know. So, um, so yeah, that that was U.S. Nats. Um, then the WizKids also had their um, annual WizKids Fan Appreciation Night, where they're kind of showing off um, different kinds of product and stuff. So, what did you? Guys, yeah, what did what did you guys think about that? Um, because a lot of the things that they showed Dice Master wise had already been spoiled by our buddies in the U.K. I was. Uh, oh, by uh, the way, I, uh, you know, I don't know where Andy went. He was supposed to be on the segment too. So oh, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, <laughs> so I was a little disappointed with some of the spoilers they showed. I know they were they work hard to put the fan appreciation event together, which as a fan I do appreciate it very much. But uh, I kind of wish that they had given us something more than just like what was it four cards I think from justice you know but uh the hero clicks have some amazing pieces coming up and i definitely won't be playing competitive hero clicks anytime soon yeah i don't know like all the details of that sentinel but that looked awesome oh my god pulse wave for like free with three bolts that's that's gross yeah no i'm out of clicks competitive for a while (laughs) so so, so yeah, I, I agree. I was a little underwhelmed by the by the reveals, but you know, just on a positive note, I'm I'm somewhat excited and um, kind of intrigued by the range. And there's there's talk around here. I was talking to some of the other guys that were there, and they're they're super intrigued by range and what it what it has to bring. Not necessarily that a couple of people think it might be a little broken. They, they have some ideas. But I think for the most part, is it's a change-up of the game. It's a new ability. It's something yeah. fun and exciting, and it's going to add some new stuff that we haven't seen. And it could be fun, you know? It's just going gonna, gonna to make it um, different, right? You know, right. just a little bit of a different game. But there were a couple interesting spoilers, nothing which I'm glad of, like super meta-breaking, right? It's not like that's the new meta, right? Like when yeah. we see Yanti, we're thinking... Yeah, oh, that's going to be good. We know it, right? Whereas in now we're looking at it's like, oh, there's an anti-shriek in there. Kind of interesting. There's some uh, 
basic actions where you're making your opponent draw some, some sidekicks. So there's some cool stuff that I'm excited to try, but we just want more, right? Right. But, you know, there was a card that I was happy to see that looks playable named The Flash. Mm, I'm still skeptical. <laughs> I think he might have a place somewhere, especially I, he, in casual he play. He doesn't like have he, fast, right? That's... No, but, you know, still, he's more playable than the other ones in casual play. And that's all I ask is that we have a casual flash that is playable. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm also excited that they're bringing back a keyword that I thought was just, or a mechanic, that I thought was just they're like, well, we tried it. It wasn't good, so we're going on. And they're bringing back backflip um and jimmy had mentioned that they are bringing it back With even better twist, and more improved yeah, or, so or uh, tweak or yeah something. they only yeah. showed us one side of the flip card so yeah. now i'm curious to see what's on the other <laughs> yes for sure that flip i love i that's one of my favorite mechanics so i'm super excited that Jim, jimmy was awesome he did a really good job presenting it he's such a cool guy i got to talk to him afterwards just wanted to ask him a couple questions get some updates on stuff so for everyone curious i was asking him all right so wh when are these going to be released you know we know there's been some question and things like that and he's pretty confident that july and august should be the release dates he's you know they're there i think they're hoping for july but he he seemed pretty confident that around august we should be able to see both sets both the uh the new avengers of infinity and the warhammer so let, let's hope let's hope it rings true and we're, we're going to be able to see some new products soon yeah. I, I did get some information uh, from a source at WizKids. They kind of broke down how their solicits page works a little bit. And it's like I've been saying all along, uh, when they put something on the solicits and they put a month on it, it is definitely tentative. They're, they're guessing at when it might be released. Like, it's completely guesswork. And um, But when they actually have products in hand like in their locations that's when they put a date on it like a month and a day so i did get that bit of information from someone so yeah and we will link the solicits page because i never gonna remember the url and paul's not here to remind me because he's all, he's always on top of remembering what that url is i can't remember what um, it is i have it bookmarked because yeah. <laughs> i can never remember um so yeah that's interesting and then of course after the fan appreciation event this has become an annual thing to encircle and trap Jimmy yeah, <laughs> and ask a question. So um, first of all, thanks, Jimmy, for doing that. We appreciate it. Um, I got to thank Scott, too, because Scott's been awesome talking to me. So yeah. So like, yeah. So um, t just to kind of recap it all, you know, uh, big thanks to WizKids for hosting this event of all, after all, because I mean, you don't have they don't have to do a fan appreciation day. Definitely you, you, you not, don't you don't yeah. see all the other booths really doing something like that. So um, thanks for that. And just like this, I, I, it was a pretty solid U.S. Nats. Um, it was, it's kind of a little different than what I expected, but you know, I, 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 I you know, I, I enjoyed being part of it, even though I didn't do that well. <laughs> oh yeah, it was definitely fun to be here, and it was great to see people that I've already met before. It's like a family reunion almost. You walk in, you see people you, you've known like through facebook or social media and it's like oh my god i have a face to go with the name now which is awesome yeah which is pretty cool so um big thanks to everybody who came up and said hi to us and if you didn't come up to say hi to us Shame. next time you do come up and say hi to us <laughs> zach doesn't bite we won't talk about me but zach doesn't bite <laughs> um, so um and then now thanks to the the one and only the queen Dice Dice Kitty, soon to be an alternate foil super rare Yanti. Wouldn't that be cool? I would compete for that. Man, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our show. Um, let people at home, where, if they want to see your stuff, where should they go? Uh, I can't remember the exact URL to it, and that's bad because it's my own WordPress. But <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. Just type in the search bar, Dice Dice Kitty, and I have a link to my WordPress on there. I think it's like the geekkitty.wordpress com or something like that but yeah um, we'll, we'll make sure we link that also into the show and zach where should people find you uh here i'm 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 at origins <laughs> right now hey no it was awesome to see everyone putting some some names to faces and it was it was super great 
All right. So again, thank you so much, Kat. We we appreciate it. And thank you, you, Mr. Dice Dice Kitty, for sitting here and staring at us talk about Dice Master for a while. I, I appreciate that. You weren't supposed to mention me, sir. Oh, dear. The Kraken has been released. <laughs> um, so, And then for all you guys listening at home, and Zach, I have no idea, but you might be in this next segment. All right, guys, we are here with Alex. Again, episode hopping everywhere. Dude, like, all over just, the place. It's going to be all everywhere. All over the place. Um, but I'm glad you're here. So it, it's time for us to do a team time capsule. So that's when we go back and look back at some of the teams that we played that were fun um, and just kind of, you know, reminisce a little bit about it and see see what we did. So what I, I think this may have been your... Signature, you know how all this, of us had like was, a signature yeah. team, right? Like everybody, when they think of me, it's always Ultraman all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So yours was was the Guy Gardner from from um, War, War Light, but it but it wasn't the stereotypical Guy Gardner. Yeah, and so so if you're a newer player and you aren't familiar with it, Guy Gardner was his ability is Guy Gardner must attack, must I'm, attack. I'm trying I'm trying to pull up the Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner must attack, and he gains plus one plus. Gains plus one attack for every other attacking die. Yeah, yeah, and they they, they errated it a little bit. So so his must ability is when he attacks, but mm-hmm. he pretty much gets plus one for everything. So this was super effective because he was a two cost fist. He so was two super cost cheap, fist. and it was a zero zero one to field and mm-hmm. a one three four attack. So he could get yep. big pretty quick. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, uh, in theory, the way most people ran Guy Gardner that. The goal, the ultimate Guy Gardner play, buy big entrance, turn one, um, resurrect, so you have a die in your um, prep area, you'd roll big entrance, turn two, you'd roll four fists, and you'd buy four Guy Gardeners, put them in your bag, turn three, four Guy Gardeners out. Roll them on level one or two. so you Roll them on the zero fielding cost, attack. Um, and you'd win because it was twenty damage. Yeah, you you, you want to know what's funny is this is because War of Light was when I kind of started playing the game. Mm-hmm. This was actually the like a Guy Gardner team was the first team that I actually put together and was the one that I beat Zach with. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so I clearly remember because I caught him totally by surprise. We're like, and mm-hmm. I swing in here for eighteen. So down to two. <laughs> so the big thing about the Guy Gardner team, the way most people played it, that Rush got a win turn three. It's not consistent. It's uh, you know maybe thirty percent of the time you 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 get it, and um, it was great if you got it. If you didn't, then you're attacking with your guy gardeners, and your bag gets all gummed up. So what I did when the second D and D set came out was I created what I called mid range guy gardener. So I would still try to buy as many guy gardeners on the first turn as I could. I had. Um, the golem with the fists, and I had, I believe, cone of cold was my second uh, basic action, because it had the plus two attack to attacking characters mm-hmm. with a fist. Yeah, which go- golem did you normally use? Was it the clay golem? It was the clay golem because that yeah. was the only fist. The fist one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Did you play the common, uncommon, or I did don't? It, did I don't think it really mattered because be you weren't really fielding them, right? You yeah, just wanted the energy. I wanted the fist, but what I wanted the golems for was to control when my guy gardeners came out. So you'd get a guy gardener in the field or two guy gardeners in the field, and you could fabricate them and put them in your prep area. What this would do is allow you to time your guy gardeners to come out at the appropriate time. Um, I also had the MJ that gave Overcrush mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, to non-villains. The, the, rare, the mm-hmm. rare Mary Jane. Mary Jane MJ. And so, you know... Because I know that would always confuse people because he's a Red Lantern, <laughs> but he's not exactly, a villain. Exactly. So it still works. Exactly. And um, the other thing I had on it was a uh, lantern ring, and the lantern ring was the the long range. That was kind of like that kicker, right? Mm-hmm. Just to to get a little bit of boost for it. Yeah, and then you know when Wong came around, he was a fun one to add to it because he's more fists, and then and then Iron Fist as well, um, just to keep cycling stuff through with the fabricates and. Um, you know, but really it revolved around Guy Gardner being able to fabricate him with the clay golem so that you could time the attack correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was ultimately what the the main goal of the team was. Yeah, were, were you playing with a lot of basic actions? I don't think you were because you were trying to keep your bag with as many 
Guy Gardner's and fists as possible, right? Yeah, no, I wasn't buying the big. I would buy one one big entrance. That was it. I just I don't I don't know how you can do it, man. <laughs> Anytime I buy a big entrance, all it rolls all game is two energy. Until like when I need the two energy to field something and it comes but out. Thing, oh, big entrance. The I'm thing like, is, is is with a Guy Gardner a two cost <laughs> character. If you roll the two side and you roll two fists, you have almost the same outcome as if you roll the yeah, big entrance. It never side works like fists. that. Like knowing me, I'd play a guy Gardner team and roll like get two Just shields. shields. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, no, this it definitely is good. happens. Um, you know, and that's I kind of tried to diversify which energies were on the team, but really the more I started to go towards the lantern ring route, in the end, it became more and more fists. Um, and you know the the thing with Guy Gardner is is and Lantern Ring is you have to block him. Like if you don't block Guy Gardner, he, he's going to kill you. Um, the ultimate counter to Guy Gardner was letting one or two go through early and gumming up. Yeah, my bag. Yeah, because I think was... I, I remember we were playing at a regionals or something mm-hmm. one time, and I let one through, and it just totally threw off it, your it entire. Throws like, it off so hard, and then you like stopped being able to roll anything, and mm-hmm. it just allowed me to set up. <laughs> exactly, because that's the thing about Guy Gardner. Without the mid range component to it, is if you miss that first roll, you you were screwed. You had you could win. But it was incredibly difficult to do that. So yeah. So I got I got to ask because I know you've played this team a lot. Um, what was like the most amount of damage you ever managed to do <laughs> to he, someone with a guy Gardner? <laughs> like a, you like, know, I never got crazy high amounts of damage because it was I would set it up to win. I wouldn't I wouldn't set it up to be high damage. You know, so a lot of times that meant sacrificing sidekicks when you had to or or whatever so you didn't i you know probably maybe 28 was like the most on one swing it wasn't anything great like absolutely ridiculous yeah like so like were you more of kind of whittling away against life or were you like that one big hit in in terms of kind of your matches and how that went oh you definitely trying to do the one you you kill them in one shot but to do that in the mid-range you kind of set up and you kind of allowed the ebb and flow of dice to come until you were able to, you know, clear the other field or you had the, had the, had enough to put one guy Gardner with MJ that was enough damage. So, you know, the damage I swung for probably sometimes was like 50 or 60, but only one of those is (laughs) hitting. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, I did bring a lot of damage sometimes, but most of the time, not it, didn't even matter because it was blocked by a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. So how sad were you? Because like Guy Gardner teams were rampant. I remember the first WK I went to, um, everybody was all afraid when they saw Guy Gardner sitting across from them. Yeah. Um, which quickly got overshadowed by this half elf bard because it just like, ended up boosting everything instead of just Guy Gardner. Well, and so my my first WKO was the one after everyone was all big about Guy Gardner before the bard showed up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I played, I played in this weird, weird time zone where everyone's like, Oh, Guy Gardner, that no one plays that anymore. And I did. And it surprised a lot of people, especially the way I played it because I didn't play it. I played it with, yes, if I got perfect rolls, I would win on turn three. But I played with the mindset that I was going to win on turn six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so were you actually a little excited when last year at Worlds and Nationals when Guy Gardner kind of made a resurgence <laughs> in the team? Because everybody was afraid of Ultraman and there was like two people who played Ultraman. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was really fun. It made me, made me giggle a little bit and kind of wish that I was still playing that team at that time. And yeah. Now, but now to, be honest, to be honest, though, I did I, – my team that I would have played at that time had I played in, in nationals was a Guy Gardner team, but it was uh, more revolved around Guy Gardner, um, the foot ninja that got plus for sidekicks, and the Wong. And so it was kind of like this triple threat of, I'm going to hit you really hard with a lot of you know medium strength things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, so like... Say he wasn't rotated out right now. Like, what would you have on on a kind of a modern, quote unquote, modern Kai Gardner team? Oh man, I 
Like, would you go the? Would you still go the big entrance route, or would you maybe try to chalkboard something over it a little bit more, or, or would I? Don't, I don't know. Like, where I would think, you go? I think the big entrance plays a big role in the Guy Gardner team because you can get four at one time, where chalkboards one one per turn. I think what I would do right now is I would probably build around still the same concept of the allies and the the Guy Gardner. And I'd bring the Captain America that gave sidekicks infiltrate. Uh-huh. So you just, like, every time you're attacking, and you're attacking with a lot of stuff, and it's all, it all it's it's mixed damage, so there's no one good, strong counter. You you have to be ready for everything. Yeah, until, you know, until somebody has that stupid Thor, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, because so, yeah, you're, you're, you're obviously a more aggro player. Than, than Russ is. Like, yeah. Can, can you tell us the story about trying to teach Russ how to play aggro? Because I always enjoy <laughs> this, hearing it. Yeah. So I, I know I've told it on the podcast before in the past, but so Russ, Russ really wanted to understand how the Guy Gardner team worked. And I was like, okay, we're going to play a mirror match. You're going to play Guy Gardner. I'm going to play Guy Gardner. We played six or seven games in a row. <laughs> the only game he was able to beat me on, I had to coach him through every single turn. It's just like it's like no no. He's like he's like you're you're gonna hit me for a lot. I got to block. No no no. Take the sixteen damage right now because next turn you're gonna hit me for twenty four. <laughs> like you got. I understand it's a lot of damage, but you know that that was kind of when we we're all all experimenting with the life as a resource. Uh, idea. Yeah, apparently you helped him way too much because now he's just like, I want to lose more life. How come I can't lose life there? <laughs> no, right? Or KO more things or you know, whatever he does. I know, like he now he'd be like, sure, attack. I'm just gonna block with a dupe and capture all your stuff. Exactly. That. Exactly. That some of the harebrained ideas that guy comes up with. <laughs> just, you know, it 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 keeps me excited about this game, to be honest, listening to his crazy he's, ideas. He's not in the room right now, so you, <laughs> <laughs> it's the revenge of Alex, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, so Alex, th- thank you so much, because I, I always like looking back at some of these teams, because, yeah, you know, for sure. they, like, they're, they're always fun to kind of see what we put together, and I'm glad that you're able to make some of these shows. Too, well, so and a potential resurgence in modern, like you're going to see Guy Gardner show up again. You're yeah, that, that would that would be interesting to see. You know, like see how many people, um, if if we went to a golden tournament, see how many people would actually play a guy gardener team for, versus you know something else. You know what I'd like to do in in a golden age tournament right now is use the green devil mass trap, guy gardener, and fabricate. So you fabricate guy gardeners, so you keep them until that green devil mass trap triggers <laughs> and just go just, through just send, them, send them all through <laughs> so, well if you couldn't do that you got to put in uh what is it black lantern aquaman so yep just so keep can, putting stuff on so cars. you can keep fabricating <laughs> yeah, too at exactly. the same time <laughs> exactly all right man thank you so much and we will see you a little bit later in the show all right guys we have the full team here we have dr j jd I think you're still a JD, right, by the time this episode comes out? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten yeah. stripped away from me or anything. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> still good. <laughs> still good. Not, not Esquire <laughs> yet, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting for the change. One of the things they told me when I graduated, they are like, even if you're disbarred someday, they can't take your JD away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this supposed to be encouraging? <laughs> Did they say when or if? Huh? Yeah, did oh. they say when or if? <laughs> so, and then we we have the global guru over there. I'm liking the wit we got right over there, so I'm excited. Alex, or episode hopping traveler. I'm back. I'm, I'm not dead. I'm, I'm like turning you into this mythical being that just like appears in our episodes. He's mythical. He's always changing his profession. Now he's a bus driver. Well, it, it, it's <laughs> and true. his hair. Uh, honestly, it's the beard that's always been mythical to me. So that's 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 why the beard yeah, is where I derive the, all of my power <laughs> from. And then speaking of somebody else, who has a pretty you know beard. How would you rate his beard, by the way, Alex? Um, are we going like national competition standards? I, I don't know. It's like it's. I'm, I'm not a beard expert. It's, so it's, it's full. It's full. It's got good color, but the grooming aspect is a little little scraggly <laughs> on the end. It's. I thought, but it was, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I like a little it. It's more nice. beard oil in it. Yeah. It's <laughs> not. It's not hipster. It's. It's yeah, rugged. I, I, it's man. Yeah. I thought he was going for like you know that Wolverine look, but it, it's yeah. it's Russ the KO King. Um. So if you guys didn't love him as much as you did, he has a beard too. So now you have to love him, right? <laughs> How you doing, my friend? <laughs> good. Um, so it is time for us to. This is this is kind of fun. Um. If you guys notice, sometimes we like looking back. I mean, we just barely did a team time capsule. 
Um, but yeah, it, it, I don't know, like four episodes ago or it's actually three this episodes e- it's in this future. Episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to like, yeah, I'll just put him in. Yeah, somewhere. Um, but so what we want to talk to you guys about today is what if we had the chance to edit WizKids' modern legality list by be- being able to pick one Golden Age card and bringing it into the 2018 modern and what card would you guys pick? Um, per tradition, Russ gets to wait until last because... That's just what we do. <laughs> but uh, who wants to go first? That's not going first. So I'm going to go with this. Guy. <laughs> so, so one thing about this is, as we were kind of talking and thinking, is we didn't want to pick anything too broken. You know, no bard back. Serena yeah. was even too much. Constantine, too powerful. Yeah. Probably one of the most. So we, we tried to pick something that was one of kind of our favorites that would be good. Or really good in the new modern format, but not like broken. Yeah, it's just so, gonna wreck. so is this Except a bat? Is this a battle, or are we just talking about her? This is just you know, reminiscing a little. Yeah, perfect. Nobody should be bruised by the end of this. this is perfect. I can't, I can't really battle too much anyway, since. Alex and Russ both sniped the ones that I wanted. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Right no. before. There was no sniping right before. There was no sniping. You I didn't talked call about it. I was like, I was like hey, I'm going to pick this card. And Alex was like, I already said that. And he didn't. It's, he didn't say it. it. It's like they were mortar strikes. And then Jared walks around and is like, oh, what's this giant hole here? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So how about you go first since everybody kind of took all your options? So you which one did I No, don't let him yet. go first. Which one did I end up settling with? Scarecrow. All right, so I picked I picked um, a really fun card. I like this card. I read the OG Batman. It was the OG Batman, and after picking it, I kind of was wondering what's the real difference between this and Batman. Like, why would I want to pick this instead of Bat? No, he's one, two, three. (laughs) So yeah, so is Batman a six cost? Is he five cost? Why is this? Why would I pick this one? This isn't even better than Batman. It's it's okay, objectively so worse. Out. It's objectively Jared. worse than Batman. <laughs> Why? Because he's got well, and it only rerolls on two sides. He's got worse stats. I'm picking. I I picked the Umber Hulk, but now that I think about it, he's not better than Batman. <laughs> but, but, so Batman's so, already legal. So the thing with Batman is that yeah, there's the fielding cost, but also it's only villain or non-villain decide depending this on is everything. this one is everything uh, yeah, on the okay. first two levels okay, what difference. is it levels one and two yeah 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 okay so so there's a difference okay, all right so let's read the card text right. so that our yeah. listeners know what we're talking this about. is the umber hulk the rare paragon beast from the first D set when fielded reroll all opposing level one and two characters move each die that shows an energy face to your opponent's use pile so this was really fun back in the day because this would basically ruin an entire team like you would have your field full of characters someone would field this all your sidekicks were gone if you had any other level one or two characters there's a really good chance they were rolling out one of my favorite experiences with this was playing against was it you alex that we were playing with this or something like this. Yes. And this I, was the one yes, that I had yeah, two. You had two I Umber had like Hulks. Two ready to field. He, rolled, he fielded two Umber Hulks in the same turn. Yes, and when he fielded this. the first one, I rerolled like four of my dice and they all rolled back level three. And then he was just like, well, now I don't want to field the second one. Like it's yeah. pointless because it wouldn't do anything. Uh, but that I doesn't happen that very often playing with this card. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun at the time, too, because if it triggered and your opponent only had like sidekicks in the field and they lost them all. He hit for a lot. Yeah, you know what this actually works well with right now in, in modern? Small step for man. Because you spin everything down a oh, level one. Oh, absolutely. Then you, then you feel the Umber Hulk. All right. You so know that's what? why this is better than Batman. It's, yeah. it, it's always fun when you get Batman. these Batman abilities sucks. that make this you roll awesome. a lot, too. Yeah. Because it's a, a dice rolling game, right? And so when you get to be like, yeah, roll all of the, your characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. like, that's cool. It, it, until I've seen both. Jared and Russ raged beyond belief because they can't roll something. Didn't one of you guys almost take off my head, or was that Alex? One of you guys almost took off my head with a a die one time. That was probably me. (laughs) I've I've been known to throw a couple (laughs) dice across the the room. I I don't generally throw them at people. I know, but I felt the wind. (laughs) (laughs) I, I played a game of Merchants and Marauders recently, and that's a dice. There's some dice chucking in that. And I realized I got so, so salty. And I realized that I get salty when I play games with a rolling dice involved and they don't roll the way I want them to. 
And it's really funny that I love to play this game. <laughs> I love to play other games with dice chucking in. I'm like, that's fun. Well, it's it's the <laughs> excitement. It's that, that that boost of... Yeah, but uh, I get so salty when yeah, they don't roll the way I want them to. We're just all junkies. I mean, I can't roll a character for the life of me, and then somehow I'm still playing. That's why we love this game, probably because we're masochists, and we love the emotional roller coaster that it puts us on, except Zach, because he always gets what he wants. <laughs> it's always up and down and up and down and up and down. We, we, like the, we like the emotional roller coaster. Zach's is like the little kitty <laughs> yeah, roller coaster at the, just goes in a circle. <laughs> it's not fun. Hey, when I play Russ, I feel it. <laughs> you know, <That's> true. <laughs> you know, you know what the Umberhawk would be good with that we talked about recently? What, Mister Fix It? Oh yeah, that would be good with Mister Fix It. I really like him too because he's a five cost, yeah. and if you bring that to modern, it's really affordable. Oh, it's, it's really so easy, easy to buy, buy. Five cost, and you could oh, clear a field so hard. That, that, Pair that with small step. You, you know what? I, know? I also thought about it. This was almost kind of like a prototype ring of winter when we used to use it with Ready to Rocket and Underdog. Mm-hmm. Like we would always get it and you'd be level three fielded and hopefully re-rolling every, everything on your opponent's side. So so Batman, do you have that text pulled up, what he does? Yeah, so Batman, it, he, I, I, he pretty much says the same thing um, except – that he only does it for villains or non-villains. Does he send them to on. the used pile when they when they roll? Uh, no, they go. Uh, they the Ember Hulk the sends them directly to the used pile, which is another bonus of this card. When they roll out, they don't go to their reserve pool and they can't use them for energy. They just go straight to the used pile, and that was that's something that was in the game for a while that I feel like doesn't. It's not there anymore. Like that was what I really loved about my. Uh, um, Doomsday. My Doomsday team was he just sent them straight to the use pile and just jacked with their bag, jacked with everything, and the Umber Hulk has that feel to it. It's kind of like the the rare Billy Club, where if if they roll energy, it gets sent. Although I think with that one, you have to put them back to uh, the original level. So if they were level one, they stayed at level oh, one. Oh yeah, that's Whereas terrible. With with Umber Hulk, if they roll from level one to level three, they now have level three. Yeah, but yep. vice versa. If they had level three and rolled to level one, they're now level one. Yeah, exactly. I guess they could have been level three. So level two to level one. Level two <laughs> yeah. to level one. Yeah, it was more. It was more variable. Was, yeah, yeah. So, so, so Zach, what what card are you picking? So in this, in this one one of my old a favorites. dumb card, a <laughs> dumb card that made the <laughs> my, game my, dumb and not my, fun. Might I add the only non shield that we will be talking about today? Everybody else is a probably shield the character. only super rare, right? No. no. Oh, no, there's one other. There's two other super rares. So my favorite, um, and this is one that really got me into competitive, because before I had never really played competitively, and this was one of my first This is your crack? This is the free hit? This is the free hit? My first favorite, kind of. The others, (laughs) it's like, oh, I I don't really know what I'm doing, and then I got this one, and I really got into the brewing mindset and felt like I had a unique team with it, with the uh, super rare Jocasta patterned after Janet. The first time each turn, each uh, Jocasta would be dealt damage. Instead, deal that damage to your opponent. And there was a so I gotta ask an you, errata on it. But, so yeah, it was yeah. Just so one. Which nerf do you in, did you enjoy her pre all the nerfs or oh, pre first sure. nerf or pre? I mean, or post after her original nerf. original <laughs> ruling where just everything went that was pretty that was brutal. so gross. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, oh, if, I, I, if I, I was playing it, I yes, I want that. That means the game's over. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes it more playable if it's just the one. I mean, and and nowadays with all of the different things that can ping. It, there's a lot of ways to counter her, which is why I would like to bring it back. Cause it'd be fun, but still. Plus, there's not a lot of you know yeah. force attacks, the right? Time, there's only one. Yeah, we, there's there won't be any, I believe. At the time, it was like doesn't have one of them? and that was it. Like that was the counter to her for the longest time. Was yeah, Loki because there was a really five cost character and pinger and blanker, or hopefully prismatic spray when you're going aggro on him. Yeah, and Ugh. hope to outbody him. Ugh. Yeah, she was she was really nasty when she first came out. Yeah. Speaking of nasty things, Alex, this this oh this thing, my first competitive event I remember playing against. This is the second super rare that Mike, we picked. Mike Plum. It's not a super. Oh it yeah, is a super rare. It's pretty it's much kind a of super a super rare. It is a super rare. But yeah, I remember. You know how I know it's a super rare because I have never opened one of these, <laughs> and I have opened hundreds of Yu-Gi-Oh packs. <laughs> we, I've opened about four of them and glued four of them into my dice tower. We 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 I split a feed with another guy locally. We opened an entire Yu-Gi-Oh feed and we didn't we got one super rare and no Jinzo and no blue eyes. It was awful. So 
my card is Jinzo, the rare that took me a lot of effort to find. Trap Destroyer. Trap yeah. Destroyer. Well, yeah. this monster is active, your opponent must pay two life to use an action or a global ability. Paying two life is, is just damaging. There's no way to get around it. There's no reduction. Yeah. It's just damaging, and it just shuts down. You can't global. You can't use an action. Which, which and is a like lot of teams huge. right now. Yeah, yeah. a lot well, of teams. All the things now, like, it gets around... Bishop, it gets around the spider, all those things that cube prevent cube, the direct damage, right? Cube could be legal. If cube if Jinzo still existed, cube would still be legal. Yeah. Well it wouldn't buff Jinzo. No, but, it wouldn't but, buff legal. But, but it, but it, it would counter so Jinzo. Because people so have to hard. pay to use yeah. the cube. You gotta pay two life every time you use the cube. Yep. Like you know, and it it was such a dominant card on control teams especially with professor x being so prominent in the meta like every team had professor X, exactly and every team would save like two or three energy a turn to be able to professor x and so it was like russ knows all about this playing (laughs) in a wk he's like oh sure life's a resource to two 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 and then one and (laughs) next thing you know he's dead yeah i've I've done interesting though because without I wonder how impactful he'd be without <laughs> Professor X. I think there. he'd be huge because of the life cost for actions in Action today's part. meta. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny how that switched, right? Because before it was like, oh, yeah, everybody's going to abuse the globals. Mm-hmm. And now we've kind of switched to, oh, everybody's going to be abusing the actions. It's also a little bit different. I like. It. I would like it in today's meta because he doesn't stop your opponent from using them. He just makes them See, think about it. I almost so, think it's yeah. better when the, it stops. As a, <laughs> playing against <laughs> no, it, I prefer, no, like, a, oh, no, don't leave this choice in my hands. See, yeah. see, and that's what I like. I like. I would like, especially in today's meta, to put that choice in my opponent's hand where they sit there and they've got a sidekick and they really need that extra energy. Are they going to pay two life so they can energy fix that sidekick out? Like, I love putting your opponent mm. in that position where they're it's, like, I think that's the best the best thing about Dice Masters, period, is forcing your opponent to make the tough decisions. And and that's what Jinzo did. He's a six cost. He's got one, one, two fielding costs. Like, he's, did he's we ever still figure out how to balance. get a six cost on the field? So, so that's what what, like. How many episodes ago was that that we talked about <laughs> that? that? That's what know. I like about this one in today is it was, it was pretty easy with PXG to get a six cost. I mean, it's easy today, but all of those cost actions or mm-hmm. globals so if you're giving those to your opponent then it kind of it's not as fast or not as easy to get that that six cost so and i think I, it balances and that's it why a little yeah bit. It, it would still be a relatively balanced card in today's meta. yeah and he was the reason i had uh heroic defense on my teams back in the day so you could get life, gain, life gain, right? because he mm-hmm. he was just enough damage that you wanted to be able to use him freely and have some little bit of life gain. The thing that I I really was upset about was when the Bard meta hit, Jinzo just got taken yeah, out of it. Yeah, it didn't like, do anything. It, people never played him because he wasn't fast enough. And for the longest time, that's what that meta did was it was like, oh, well, that's not fast enough. It's not fast enough. And now we're here at a time where it doesn't matter, man. You can buy a six cost. You can buy a seven cost. You can build your team around that. And you don't need you know, PXG or whatever to do it, he would fit so well. He'd fit so well right now. Yeah, it's a discussion for a different day on the sense of the whole, like, flow of the bags. Mm -hmm. Because before, he would get so many dice, it seemed like it would be easy for six costs, but it it would break that churn. When when am I going to break ramp? And usually whoever broke it first lost the game. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's... You can get that six cost with the flow, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it fits in nicely so that it doesn't feel like you're jacking up your whole plan to buy that character, yep. just a control character. Yeah. All right, so speaking of six costs, and this is a card that I remember when I went to my first WKO, it was so hard to get that when I would sit down, everybody's like, so what What does this card do? Um, so, here, Russ, I'm letting you off the leash. So you can just go this, wild with this. This card <laughs> would completely neuter half of the meta and it's zombie magneto that's why we need it technically it's magneto magnetic monster and he has a zombie affiliation (laughs) zombie affiliation (laughs) you know this is one of those things in today's meta that yanti cube like 
Done. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. Because and, oh, it's yeah. just blank because it blanks any three or less costs on your opponents. It's just blank. Yeah. I, I thought you liked it for its zombie ability. Zombie. One field did KO all non-zombie Magnetos in the field. I mean, I know those, uh, what is it, the Brotherhood, the Infiltrating Brotherhood? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> super meta. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I know Professor X is big. So you can't feel Professor X either. Uh, he, was, he was so That's big because point. he countered. Oh, he, if you had not faced Zombie Magneto, and you built a team, let's say you were using uh, the Falcon or something else. I, I remember that you'd be like, "Oh, I'm good, I'm good," and then they would put that out. And if you'd never faced it, you were like, "Wait, so it's all blank? All, all my stuff is gone. Gone. Like all my three costumes." And and you had to figure out how to play in those situations. I remember being in games where you were basically playing with big stats on sidekick. Yeah, I, yep. I, I remember, like, I put it on one of my teams because because of your Guy, Gar- Guy Gardner teams, uh-huh. Alex. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't care about Guy Gardner, whatevs. I'll See, just- I actually, I actually kind of liked it when people brought Z-Mags and I had Guy Gardner. Because then I wouldn't have to fabricate them out. They'd just sit there, and then I'd figure out some way to get your Z-Mags out, and then I'd swing in with the ability. Z-Mags is one of my most – I don't know how to say it, but I have a little bit of like PTSD when I think about <laughs> Z-Mags. It's one of the only cards that I've paid cash for as a single, and then they nerfed it. Against yeah. Lantern, Ring. I, I think it got the most immediately after that, I bought but it. Is, that right there really, was the. Uh, this is a perfect example of why these cards are so awesome, but why, oh, why it's so frustrating at the same time because that card was out for one set, and then they released the next set, and there was a card in it that made it almost useless, and that was but, the Lantern but Ring. No, 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 because. Originally, it countered Lantern Ring. Yeah, it, and then they came out with the they wrong... nerfed it. It was and, a wrong oh. ruling, too. Read the card. It says oh. those cards have no abilities. Not okay. they're blank. Yeah. Not they don't have any text. That they have said, no though, abilities. That being said, this is one of my frustrations, <sighs> is people think it's it it's nerfed, but it wasn't. It still countered Gobby. It still countered... Oh, it's you're still you're right. It's right. still like, a it great card. It was still card. so good, but everybody stopped playing because they were like, oh, it doesn't counter ring. And, but and I would have I agreed with you. I would have said, you know, sure. In the Lantern Ring meta, he would have been awesome. But then the next set that came out, they introduced the Bard, and then it was like, well... Well, and the Bard, no, a, bard yeah, was a four-cost. Yeah, there's no... If the bard it's was not a, fast enough. If the Bard was a three-cost and, and Z-Man still think about existed... It, think like, about him in today's meta... Like oh, and Shriek today's meta, he'd be Yeah, Shriek doesn't, doesn't do anything. Steewiz right? doesn't exist. None of them. Doppelganger yeah. is I mean, totally not, not nerfed. I mean, it'd be so good. Yonti Cube would have, would have not been a thing. Scarlet yeah. Yonti Witch. wouldn't have anything. Right, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, they're gone. Oh, yeah. man, he was... He would man, be awesome. That, that's actually probably on my, like, highest list. Of, man, I really wish they would have reprinted a version of this somewhere. Yeah. The, I, the biggest thing is he he... he even without being on a lot of teams, you had to deal with him in building. Yeah. Right? Like, if he was still in today's competitive, you, you would have to have an ability to deal with him. Yeah, and I don't think he was overpowered, too, especially with, like, the no. the ability versus the cost ratio to that. It's a six cost still. So and the fact that he was a max for, one. Yeah. It was, like, if you didn't roll him, like, it, it hurt you because yeah. you couldn't just buy another one. Like, you had to find a way to get him in the field, and it happened to me more than once where I bought him, and it took me two tries or three tries to roll him and get him in the field, and by that point, you know, it was almost too late. So I really liked – he was balanced and so and, and he would be today, even though he'd be good at nerfing all these things. I mean, there's still the kryptonite, the billy clubs, and different ways to, to yeah. get him out of the field. Yeah. Or, so as good as he'd be, there's still counters, yeah. which is why I think he would – it, it's a good balanced card that would Plus be Plus, he had one today. of the coolest looking die. Oh, yeah. Faces well, too. The card, too. Yeah. yeah the card is so cool. But but yeah. plus, being a six cost and only one die, he, he's very balanced for what he does, which it, that's, a, that's a true one one die high yeah, cost. Yeah, where it felt ability, like it, it right? fit. It just, yeah. just fit. It. The reality of what Z Mags does to the game when you bring it is it, it takes away the, the fast game. In today's meta, it would take away the turn. Three or four kill if you could get him out, right? Which doesn't really exist. I right mean, we've now. been we've been saying for episodes six costs is not that hard to get anymore. So like, I, I yeah, yeah. 
At least not right now. Wait till the next set comes out, and then that will all change. <laughs> well, some of those eight nine costs look like they might not be too hard to get later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And then so I uh, the one the one that I had to talk about. Um, this kind of goes back to my competitive. This was like the first Black competitive. Black Manta. Am I right? Oh, man. I didn't oh, think my gosh. So good. I totally forgot so about good. Black Manta. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. So good. Honorable, so honorable mention. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Black Manta would be broken in today's yeah. meta. But I, yeah. I I played it all the. You guys remember I used to play that all the time when I couldn't so, brew a team. So Black awful. Manta and Hush, by the way. Oh my gosh, <gasps> it's disgusting. So, so gross. Disgusting. Okay, so Kevin, what's your actual? So card? this actual one. This was the first team I put together for a competitive thing, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it, it worked out. And it's Nick Fury patch. So it's the rare Nick Fury from AVX four cost shield, and it says while Nick Fury is active, your unblocked Avenger characters deal damage to your opponent twice. And it was one of the few cards that actually had a max two die that a lot of people don't remember. That was such a poorly worded card. There yeah. were so many questions in the rules form. I remember when I was going yeah. back. <laughs> so many questions. What does it mean when it does its damage twice? What does it but mean? You essentially it doubled it. Well, it's and one they, of the only ones where like, they came oh, it back just doubles it. in the errata and said, nope, it just it does double, right? Double, yeah, double yeah. the, yeah. the, the so, ability. Exactly. And like I'm thinking about it, they still print Avenger cards. Yeah, so you, you know which can, one? As soon as you said that... The, the new Black Widow with call-out, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. They don't block it. They don't use the call-out. Boom, you hit them double. If they do, you throw over crush or something. on a Yeah, or, or you or just something. have other Avengers that can sneak by for, yeah. for more damage. Oh, like is, the, is the Hulk an Avenger? Yeah. Yeah. She'd be gross. And then, She'd have to be blocked every time. But then the Captain... Captain... Uh, or, yeah, Captain Marvel, isn't she an Avenger that does two attack steps? Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun to come up with some shenanigans. I'm, I'm trying to would, think if there were any. That would allow in, you to. In, oh, you could do it like to, with you'd Squirrel You'd have to give Girl. her Overcrush twice. Well, you could. She's not, she's not legal anymore, man. No, I know. I'm just saying. Wasn't well, she in Age of Ultron? Well, no, I was thinking. No, she was Civil War. Because you could War, use Callout right. twice, right? Yeah. If you're you would try to do survived. some infiltrate yeah. callouts. Yeah, I would love to do infiltrate just because there's two two Avengers are infiltrate, so you get that and just swing in for like four each time. Yeah, he was Ugh. he was a lot of fun. There were a lot of a lot of cards that you could Avengers use. Avengers was and, probably and like, that first, and it wasn't affiliation. like that bad of a character, right? Because no. you know, like I, I, I he wasn't bad. He was bad when you paired him with. Green Other, Goliath. Yeah, Green Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Was Iron Man that he was kind of nasty with? Tin Head or something? Yeah, yeah you could make yeah. Tin Head big. Ugh. Oh, that, w- that was always a fun one. So, um, But those are kind of our, our, our old cards I, that we were... I thought for sure you were going with Vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by what the a, way, Vibe with... What a with, worthless card. No, worthless. Vibe with one... <laughs> One small <laughs> step, small yeah. Vibe Did we ever try that? Yeah, I feel like we talked. Yes, about but that. then we found out it was more effective to use that um, white, white dragon. dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I did manage to do it once. I cleared somebody's field one time doing that small step, you and it tried just cleared. To use what does vibe do? Deals two damage every time a character spins up or down. Oh, <laughs> you could use that with the Hulk, right? Ooh, <laughs> counter to Hulk. No, for no. Hulk. No, with Hulk. With so Hulk. when they spin up, then they deal two damage, and oh, but deal it to the character. Yeah. To the Never character. mind. That's dumb. It's a dumb card. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so these are kind of our a little bit off the beaten path gold cards that we wish were still in modern. We want to hear from you guys at home. Which old golden card you wish was still legal here? Um, and don't say bard. Uh, for that. Uh, bard, sure. bard, scarecrow, and uh, what was the other one that I was off I, the table? We, we, we stealth banned scarecrow from from yeah. us. <laughs> but shoot us, well, know. we know it would. The first two would be scarecrow and blue eyes. I mean, like, that's not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. Blue, blue, eyes, blue eyes is back, isn't it? And you know the ring of winter or whatever. Like, yeah, or, or Malekith, Malekith, sort of. Malekith. Yeah. whatever. Yeah, blue eyes would ruin is. the meta. I'm so glad he's gone. <laughs> but yeah. So shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Guys, thank you so much, and I will see you all later. I'm not dead. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. 
Did you ever run a Guy Gardner team? And what golden card would you want to bring back into modern? Let us know. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. And if you want to see some of the stuff we did at Origins, you'll have a link to ktdata.net from there too. If you guys are looking for a way to support the show, just head on over to twitch.tv forward slash ktdata and use your free Twitch Prime subscription or you can just use a regular subscription and that money will go help make the show even better. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. (laughs) 